17 to 3, I think. 16 to 3, 17 to 3. I think it's 17 to 3. Maybe 17 to 4. No, I think it's 17 to 3. Was, we got fucking killed today. We were very short. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was tough. That was a tough day. That was a tough baseball game. But, hey, it's the way she goes. That's baseball. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. Sometimes. Sometimes it rains. Think about that. I'm trying to plug in my music. All right, let's go. You know, the sad thing is I was able to win the belt today, even though I didn't do anything special. I, uh, yeah, I was voted. So yeah, it's always a bit of a downer when you win the belt. I mean, it's always an honor and a great thing, but it's always a downer when it happens in a loss, especially civic duty, civic duty. Especially such a one-sided loss as that one. But hey, it is what it is. Song's called All Out of Angst by No Effects off of So Long Effects for All the Shoes. all the bottles and cans from the room after we were done. This song's called I'm Telling Tim. So yeah, we had beers after the game. I didn't drink any because I typically don't after we lose. But I took all the empties. Because hey, whatever man. I'm saving up for that Voices of Wrestling $10 tier subscription.
down's bad news. Funny, sometimes I forget that I'm recording a podcast. that song and why it's called Kill Rock Stars. There's a punk rock beef in that story. There's a record label called Kill Rock Stars and it's like a feminist record label and it's kind of controversial. Um, the, the topic of that song and, and me explaining it is not going to do it justice but basically um, yeah. I don't know, I don't want to get into it, but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, just the, the Kill Rockstar, um, it's unfortunate, because people hearing that song now, in 2023, there's a lot of your fucking Jordan Petersons and Andrew Tates of the world, all those fucking idiots, that, uh, it's like the song, uh, Ah, uh, fuck, there's a Minor Threat song. Ah, uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, Guilty of Being White. Where, like... It's kind of saying... No, I'm not... I don't know, for better or worse, I don't necessarily vibe with the, like, well, I didn't do it. Like... Thing. 
but like I I can see like yeah like yes this happened but like my me or my family or whatever didn't have anything to do with it so you know we don't have to take the blame for it we don't have to feel I, I don't necessarily vibe with that not that the minor threat guys do or don't vibe with that but there's it was guilty of being white and like it's I'm sorry for things I didn't do whatever whatever you know, whatever, whichever way you vibe with that, whatever, there's, I understand that there's flawed logic to that, but white supremacists picked up that song and fucking went for it, and Ian McKay, the minor threat front man, is like, well, fuck, like, I could not have anticipated that that was ever going to happen, that they were going to cover our song and make it a fucking white power anthem, like, yeah, sorry, but like, no idea that would happen and like that's what could happen with Kill Rockstars cause like the song's basically about like this feminist label that goes a little too heavy with the feminism and you know can't change the world by blaming men just cause I don't know the reason you're so pissed don't dare tag me misogynist like you know I thought the goal here was mutual respect not constructing a separate sect you know like I'm not a woman I have not had to endure the fucking pain and suffering that they still endure. So, yeah, I'm not necessarily... But, like, you know, that it's a punk rock beef. With, I think Kath, Kathleen... How, kill the rock stars, how ironic. Kathleen, I think it's Kathleen... Kathleen Hanna, I think is her name. And, like, yeah, there's a beef there and a, a different difference in ideologies and whatever, whatever, and you know, um, yeah, I'm not taking, I don't know, eh, I just, yeah, but that's kind of the story of that song, if you're wondering about it, and, um, yeah, uh, I can definitely vibe with where it's coming from, and, like, you know, but also, like, I'm an uneducated I'm coming from an uneducated position as a man, so I, you know, but anyway, I'm just telling you the story, and you know what sucks, is Eat the Meek is a fucking jam that we didn't get to listen to because I had to fucking talk about Kill Rockstars, let's, you know what, we're gonna look it up, just so I can do a little more justice about this, Lisa wants me to turn off the dribblers before I go to bed, so I'm going to do that. Okay, so, kill, rock, I don't know if you care about this, but, Kill Rock Stars is an independent record label founded in 1991 by Slim Moon and Tinyville Sampson, and based in both Olympia, Washington and Portland, Oregon. The label has released a variety of work in different genres, but originally known for its commitment to underground punk rock bands, and the Olympia area music scene. Okay, this might be different. Yeah, this might be a different... Uh... Uh... 
Okay, this might be a different. Kill rock stars meaning. Okay. Kill the rock stars, how ironic. Kathleen, you've been crowned the newest queen. Kinda like the punk rock, Gloria Steinem. Can't change the world you can't change the world by blaming men. Can't change the world by hating men. Just cause I don't know the reason you're so pissed. Don't dare tag me misogynist. I thought the goal here was mutual respect. Not constructing a separate sect. I wish I could have seen Courtney demonstrate some real misogyny. Can't change the world by hating men. So. Okay. The line, I wish I could have seen Courtney demonstrate some real misogyny refers to a fight between Kathleen Hanna and Courtney Love, which happened backstage during Lollapalooza, the Lollapalooza tour on July 4th, 1995. Apparently, Kathleen remarked that Francis Bean, Kurt, 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 Kurt Cobain, and Courtney's child was in another room with an IV, referring to the fact that Courtney was known for having taken several dangerous narcotics while pregnant. Courtney retaliated by flicking a lit cigarette at Kathleen, pelting her with candy, and punching her in the face. Days later, Courtney referred to Kathleen as Ratface in an AOL message board. Kathleen pressed charges and Courtney pled guilty to assault. From what I know, some of the tension between Fat Mike and Kathleen arose when NoFX and Bikini Kill shared the bill at a festival in Hawaii where Fat Mike dedicated the song Lies and Louise to Bikini Kill. Lies and Louise being a song about a comical lesbian romance and Bikini Kill being a very open fem feminist band. All that aside, Kill Rock Stars and Decepticon. Decepticon was a song that Kathleen Hanna wrote on her uh, La Tigra, I think is a Kathleen's Hannah band. They wrote a song about Decepticon trashing Fat Mike. So there's all that aside, Kill Rock Stars and Decepticon was just a school feud between bands, nothing more. Ultimately, Fat Mike is not a sexist. In fact, he started the record label Pink and Black Records purely for female artists. And while Kathleen Hanna is a prominent feminist, she is not hate man. So yeah, it's just kind of a beef. It's a punk rock beef. Um, yeah, it sounds bad. I mean, Fat Mike's one of my fucking heroes. But yeah, like I'm not going to just be because it's Fat Mike. Like there's nuance to the point, and like I said, I'm an uneducated, but, you know, like I said, I don't think that Fat Mike is sexist, and, um, I mean, yeah, he's very much a feminist, but, uh, you know, but a song in today's day and age with all those fucking idiots, they would take that as a rallying cry, and like, oh, feminism has gone too far, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 you know, I, I mean, I would be interested to hear Fat Mike's take on, um, <laughs> on uh on what do you would think of that song now you know hearing it but anyways um yeah so it's interesting uh general comment some of the bikini fangirls on here are totally misrepresenting misinterpreting the song fat mike knows kathleen hannah 
and they don't get along, or at least they didn't 13 years ago. See, 13 years ago, and that's at the time of this post. I don't even know when this post was. Uh, so long and thanks for all the shoes came out like late 90s, like 98. So 98, 2008, 2018. Oh, fuck. 2018. It's like 26 years old now. So, yeah. Uh, but it'd be interesting on what he'd think. But anyways, uh, they don't get along, or at least they didn't 13 years ago when he wrote this. The lyrics aren't based on his views of feminism or his views of her songs. They're based on things she actually said to him about him slash about him that pissed him off. Kathleen Hanna, much like her fans posting on here, can't take a joke and doesn't get sarcasm, so she probably misinterpreted one of Mike's songs and got all uppity over it. If you cannot take a joke or you don't get sarcasm, NoFX is the wrong band for you. Well, fair enough. Uh, maybe a little bit biased here. Obviously a NoFX fan and a Fat Mike fan, and I get it. Um, but yeah, like I, there's more nuance to it, I'm sure. I, I wouldn't be interested to hear what Fat Mike... Uh, you know, I very much consider Fat Mike a feminist, and he's, um, he's a cross-dresser as well, which doesn't necessarily give somebody feminist points, you know, you're not, I mean, fucking, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is transgendered, and she's fucking, like, homophobic, and, like, transphobic and shit, so, like, just because somebody you know, is a certain way, doesn't give them a, a license to be, uh, doesn't give them, oh, they're obviously, they're trans, how could they be transphobic, or how could they be homophobic, or whatever, like, it doesn't, just because he wears a dress, and, you know, calls himself a transvest light, he considers himself queer, gender queer, whatever, it doesn't mean that he's, you know, got a pass from not you know, being a sexist, but I don't think he's, I think he's very much feminist, but anyways, yeah, I'd be interested to hear his take on that song now, but anyways, uh, no effects is wrong, bad for you, by the way, I don't fuck losers has never listened to no effects in his or her life, I guarantee it, so I guess he's giving shit about another, uh, person that posted, from what I read out of Bikini Kill, La Tigre, and Julie Ruin lyrics, Kathleen doesn't hate men. She hates the status that men have in society. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's clearly a simplistic view of... But I don't think that Fat Mike necessarily thinks that Kathleen Hanna hates men either. They have a beef, and he's... It's a beef. Like, fucking rappers beef on each other all the time. And, you know, they go harder than what is necessarily fair. Like, it's a beef song. You know, it happens in rap all the time. Again, I'm miss-fucking... Uh, I'm, I'm uneducated. I shouldn't be really talking about rap, because I don't know fuck all about rap, but I know that they beef on each other. Anyways, uh, Kathleen doesn't hate men. She hates the status that men have in society. Yeah, totally fair. I agree. As much as I benefit from it. These... The... Um... There's the line in uh, People's History. What's the Propagandi song? I think it's called People's History of the World. And yes, I recognize the irony. The things that I oppose afford me the luxury of biting the hand that feeds. That's why... Uh, 
I feel the need to whine and kick and scream till everyone has everything they need or something along those lines. Anyways, she hates the salesman. It's not a personal I hate you because you're a man thing. It's a hatred of the patriarchy and the authority that the patriarchy has, which I totally agree with. So Fat Mike doesn't have a right to call her a man hater without first understanding the point she makes in her music. Equality, empowerment, and acceptance. Yeah, fair enough, but it's also beefing. Yeah, not to mention there's actually only one white person in no effects. That being Smelly, their drummer. Anyway, since it was awesome to see a flood of Le Tigre bikini fill, kill fans, I'd figure I would go. I would have a go on the side of No Effects. Kathleen did, in fact, hate Fat Mike for his songs about fat S and M lesbians, and since the rest of the band played the songs, they got brought down with him. Speaking serious shit against a band because of obviously sarcastic lyrics, even though in Liza and Louise there is an undertone of women's liberation, is pretty lame in the first place, and Kill Rockstars was probably more, nothing more than a press release on to what they thought of the situation. Fair. La Tigre then put out Decepticon, which is catchy as fuck, but when you are as subtle as calling lyrics dumb... When you are as subtle as calling lyrics dumb, well, it ruins the point. I guess saying not subtle. Uh, however, on NoFX's end, the song fell on deaf ears and actually led to La Tigre selling. However, on NoFX's end, the song fell on deaf ears and actually led to La Tigre selling out, being used by many major corporations, including a jewelry company that has a history with blood diamonds. Ha! Anyway, that's my two cents. Interesting lyric in the song Linoleum by No Effects is uh, it's still La Tigre's best song. So I guess La um, Tigre makes a crack about like linoleum, like the lyrics in linoleum or whatever. And then, yeah, he bites back. Well, it's still their best song. Like Decepticon, which trashes linoleum or trashes, calls, them, calls his lyrics dumb, basically, which, yes... No Effects has a lot of dumb lyrics, but they also have a lot of enlightening lyrics, too. And, yeah, they do. I mean, fuck you. They're my favorite band of all time, so I'm biased. Yes, they do have a lot of dumb lyrics. I mean, they sing songs. They're fucking No Effects, but they also have a lot of brilliant... They do. They fucking do. I don't fucking care. I'm imagining people being like, come on, No Effects? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm fucking serious. They've got some really important shit. Uh, so yeah, to call their lyrics dumb. I mean, yeah, they do have dumb lyrics, but they also have brilliant lyrics. And yeah, in the, I've heard the song like one time. They say something about dumb lyrics. I've been looking up this issue in the past before. Um, but yeah, to call their lyrics dumb. It, it's still the Tigra's best song. Decepticon's still their best song. That's the one they trash no effects on. It's still their best song. Jewelry Company with Blood Diamonds. Huh. You know what? Say what you will about no effects. Say what you will about Fat Mike. I don't know that Fat Mike would be cool if he wasn't cool with putting his music on MTV because of the exploitation they uh, run of bands, etc., etc., and and the way they do stuff. I don't know that he would be cool with licensing a song for a jewelry company that uh, that deals in blood diamonds. So, good one. Very good. Anyway, that's my two cents. I like it. Dick Snapperton, Dick Snapperston, Dick Snapper, Dick Snapperston, Dick Snapperston. Uh, 
that you've been crowned the newest queen. Couldn't be a message about Le Tigre and Kathleen Hanna's increased fame because of that, of that group. The song slash album was released before Le Tigre was even formed. 1988 is more likely a dig at Kathleen Hanna's scenester punk status and the fact that she kind of became the face of the whole Riot Girl scene. I need to look up more about Riot Girl. I've done it a little bit. I think that the whole hating or blaming men thing is a really tired, overused argument against feminists, for sure. And I think it is particularly tired and boring in application to so-called third-wave feminists, which coincides with the rise and fall of the Riot Girl movement, because we really see power in a more postmodern scene, in which it is constitutive, I'm a bad reader, and embedded within us. Power from below, as Foucault would have had it, so it's not a philosophical matter of simple oppression, but a more complex with more axis of identity to examine. Furthermore, I contest the labeling of anyone now as a riot girl because riot girl as a movement is beyond dead. It's kind of like acid rock. It existed in a certain space and location. It was not just about music. There were pretty specific politics involved. We have the legacy of riot girl, but not the actual movement anymore. This is history. In music and pop culture terms, this isn't my favorite no effects song. In fact, I don't even think I have a favorite no effects song, but I think that simplicity and occasional outright stupidity is part of the no effects aesthetic. It's what they do, and they aren't bad at it. Eh. Most people totally miss this point. This is a personal argument that happened. It's a reaction. Don't tag me misogynist. Stop taking things so literally and being so offended. It's not a sweeping comment on feminism. It is a direct response. Even if it is, mind you, big deal, if you're so fucking pissed that's your issue, this music ain't your fucking industry. Just don't listen to. It's about the woman in Bikini Kill, Kathleen, whatever, but you knew that already, right? Yeah, it's a beef. It's a beef. It's got points. I would be interested to hear where he stands on the song now. I think it's a great song. And, you know, it's it's a beef song. And, like, and you know what? It's different in, you know, I don't know that you would say that feminists are hating men in 2023. I mean, it was a different time. And this was a person that he didn't get along with. And they had a beef. And he felt hurt. By things that she said to him, maybe accusing him of being, you know, sexist or misogynist, you know, whatever, whatever. So it just is what it is, but I got into it and it's too bad because uh, Eat the Meat is a wonderful song, but I guess we'll have to hear that on a future episode of Civic Duty, Civic Duty, Civic Duty. So, Nito, I'm going to put my recyclables away now. I gotta turn off those dribblers. Well, anyways, I'm gonna bid you adieu, Josh. Thanks for listening. I hope you're doing well. See you later.